on contracts, we're talking about a material breach as being one of the consequences of non-performance. I want to mention, first of all, before I get started into what a material breach is, a material breach is different than a minor breach. Uh, a minor breach is any non-performance. A material breach is, you could say it's going to be a significant non-performance, a significant breach. Uh, that's not a good definition, so don't adopt that. But ultimately, that's kind of just a good overview of uh, what it is. A material breach is just more important uh, of a kind of breach. And I would also argue a material breach is typically what most parties end up arguing for when it comes to court because uh, a minor breach only is is only nominal damages as far as what people can recover, whereas a material breach is the compensatory damages as well. So most of these breaches that we hear of are going to be material breaches. So let's go ahead and work through the restatements. Uh, there's not a ton to go over. I just want to talk about what the restatements say and then how we figure out whether or not something is a material breach. Well, according to Restatement 235, which is the effect of performance as a discharge and of non-performance as a breach, well, it has two parts. First is that full per performance of a duty discharges the duty, meaning if you perform, there's no breach. The second part is and performance of a duty is due, any non-performance becomes a breach. And then that's just the breach. Now we're going to get into the significant circumstances that actually says, is this a material breach? And so that's outlined in Restatement Second of Contracts, Section 241. Is it material? And the factors that we're going to consider whether or not this is a material breach or a total breach, you can say there's a difference between a partial and a total, the partial being minor, the total being the material breach. There's six factors that we're going to consider to see if a material breach occurred. First, how much the injured party would have gained without the breach. Second, how much the injured party would be adequately compensated for lack of performance. Third, the extent the failing party has already partially performed. Fourth, examine the greater or less hardship of the failing party when the contract is terminated. Six, uh, I mean five, the court will consider willful, negligent, or innocent behavior of the failing party. And six, the certainty of the failing party will perform the remainder of the contract. Those are the questions that are going to be asked to say, is this a breach material or not? So ultimately, when we're doing our contract analysis, we see that a party is not performed or may not perform, the analysis that we're going to do it matters, and it's two steps. First question is, is this a breach? Did they not perform? Pretty straightforward. And then the second question is going to be, is it material? And that's going to be those questions of, is this a total breach, and those factors that I just ended up reading through. As mentioned, a uh, Immaterial breach will only provide nominal damages, and a material breach is the compensatory damages. And so most of the breaches uh, that we hear of are compensatory, so the, most of them are material related to past and future and damages that may be incurred. 
Uh, this was something we talked about in class. I'm not 100% sure how it relates to material breaches, um, but it's called the time is of the essence clause. Pretty sure it's just, if you, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> if you don't meet the deadline based off of the time is of the essence clause, then it's pretty much a guarantee that it's going to be a material breach. The time is of the essence clause is just simply saying, you have until this time to complete this performance, otherwise it's going to be a breach. Just a good way of saying that there's a hard, fast deadline. So that's material breaches. Um, pretty much there's just a difference between a partial breach and a total breach. A partial breach only recovers nominal, while material recovers uh, compensatory damages. And as far as the material breaches go, there are those six factors that we went through, and then we also talked about the time is of the essence. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro, and you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is, if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.